Welcome to the Nostalgia Test Podcast, the show where two longtime friends put their mainstream pop culture past to the ultimate test, the Nostalgia Test. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Nostalgia Test Podcast. I'm Dan Dissinger here in LA. And I'm here with my co-host and longtime friend, Manny Coelho, there in New York. Manny, I hope you do. All right, let me let me take that. Let me take that over, Dan. It's just been a long day for Dan over in L.A., even though it's a little later here for me. But here we go. Guys, welcome to the Nostalgia Test Podcast. If this is your first time chiming in, this is a place where Dan and I, longtime friends, Manny and Dan, Dan and Manny, or Danny and Manny. Did I I don't think anyone ever calls you Danny, but we have known each other for over 20 years now. And we put our pop culture past to the test. We either say it's bad or it stays nostalgic, or does it pass the nostalgic test? Which what does that mean? What that means to us is that it is so good that we still enjoy it today, past just being nostalgic, that we believe that it could be enjoyed by all. Now we could be wrong. We could be right. I know we're right. That's basically what it is. Why? Because it's our show. And this is what we put to the test. Sometimes Dan and I don't agree. Most yeah. of the time, we kind of get there after debating. But, you know, yeah. he doesn't eat meat right now. I still eat meat. So we aren't <laughs> that friendly all we the time. We aren't that friendly. <laughs> no. So, guys, again, yeah. if uh, you like what you hear, subscribe to the pod. Follow us on Facebook, on Instagram share like comment we want to hear comments we want to hear want to hear what we can improve on we want to hear your ideas for any tests that we should oh, yeah. uh we should uh be thinking about maybe we just aren't even thinking about it anymore because we have so many other tests in our minds and you bring something up we'll shout we'll shout you out on the podcast or you might even become a guest because we do have Ooh. listeners our favorite listeners become guests so yes. Maybe yours is so good that we need you to come on and be an expert on that test. Either way, follow, subscribe, like, because that's how more people get to listen to this podcast. Now, we're getting into another list, ladies and gentlemen. This is, a, I'm going to say, this is a list. <laughs> okay. So, this is a list of uh, puzzle toys. Yes. Or strategy, not not strategy. It's not strategy. Puzzle not, toys. I, would say I guess puzzle toys, like Puzzles. puzzle games and toys. Yeah. Yes. Now, are we putting to the test? We're, we're not putting the commercials to the test because there's no. only a few that had commercials. Yeah. We're actually putting the game as we remember it to the test. It's not like I have the game yeah. or the puzzle in front of me right now. Right. We're gonna both just review in our heads what we could remember about this game and whether or not we believe that it's still good enough to pass the nostalgia test. Yeah. So. It's weird because like, we're not doing commercials. This is not the toy commercials one. This is no. literally, we're talking about these, these games and you know, I sent Manny some links and you know, we're looking at some stuff about the game. Some have commercials. Some are just about what this is. And we're thinking like, would I want to play that? And again, would I want to play that at all? And I've had all of these things. You've had um, except for Bop It, which we're doing. You know, okay. Let me just put the lists out there for yeah, you. Yeah, put it out there. We're going to be talking about the game Simon, the Rubik's Cube, Bop It, this thing called the Labyrinth, which is this wooden toy. Which all you're going to see all these links in the show notes. So you can see it uh, as well. It's like a mar- You know, you 
try to bring a marble around this whole maze without falling into these holes. And this thing called waterfalls, or maybe it's not called waterfalls, where you're like, or rings, like water rings or something, where you push air to push these little plastic rings in the water or balls into these baskets or on top of like these, like a ring toss. It's- yeah, they have many of those, but yeah, okay. So that's so what we're doing. And I think, I think <laughs> let's, let's, I, I'm going to go out of that list. Manny, I, I started losing say, my mind thinking about this. I'm going to say, let's, let's start with Bop It. Okay, I just want to get this over with. Okay. Bop it. Now, now I know we're not really doing commercials, but I did watch the commercial. Yeah. So those who don't know what Bop It is, it's a a wand, I guess. A, a, a oh. stick. <laughs> a stick with, you know, you should check it out. Obviously, that's why we have Google now or Lugal. Um, they it's a, a stick that has a couple different things on it, has like a button like at the target button, a little twisty thing at the end and something that you could pull. So the whole idea is that it's kind of like Simon in a way it's a memory game, right? So the, the, the robot commands you to do certain things to the stick and you have to follow along. And as you go further along, it gets quicker and you got to remember, pop it, pull it, twist it, pop it, pop it, pop it, crop it, pop it. Dan, I never had this. I knew people who did. Yeah. And I like puzzle games. I'm going to start off with, yeah. I like puzzle games. Yes. I hate Bop It. Dude. Okay. The commercial is ridiculous. It's crazy. Okay. The guy scares the shit out of us. He's like, hey, you want to play Bop It? It's like, yeah. what? So these guys are, the, in, in the commercial, I know, again, we're not. We're not going over the commercial, but I'm just going to say they're at a carnival. They're in front of that balloon popping game, which I do remember being an awesome game and very, very addicted to play. And you waste a lot of money at carnivals. And maybe we should do carnival games, too. And maybe we should ask you who are listening right now. Give us a list of carnival games we should go over because yes one one being the the clown that has the, the, the water gun that you got to blow up and pop the balloon. Anyways, yes. they're playing this game. They get interrupted by this dude who's like, hey, do you want to play a better game than this awesome clown popping the balloon game? Sure. Yeah. What are we going to play? We're going to play Bop It. <laughs> and these kids lose their mind. I hate this game. Man. Dude, your hatred for this is so funny because it's you're right. It's a stick that you hit, pull, twist, or whatever. Now, I will say this. There is another Bop It. Uh, they did re not reboot, but like I guess remix Bop It. So they did make it harder. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's like Bop It Extreme or something now. But let's just a little facts about Bop It. Uh, Bop It are a line of toys of audio to audio games uh, following a series of commands issued through voice recordings produced by speaker by the toy, in which you have to then like do what it tells you. You have Bop It. You have Bop It Extreme, Bop It Extreme 2, Bratz Bop It, Bop It Blast, Bop It Download. I mean, it's crazy the amount of Bop It's that you have now. One looks like a wheel now, like a like a steering wheel. It's crazy. Um, but I will say that I did not have Bop It. It was released in 1996. I never had it. I never wanted it. But when I went to someone's house that had it, I did want to play it. But I, I immediately got pissed off at Bop It. I don't particularly hate it because it was like hard. 
I just thought it was stupid. You didn't like the music? No, I think that's what it was. It was like the 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 sound bothered me. Pull it. Yeah, yeah. I felt like I was in a cartoon. I felt like I was in a comic book cartoon. Yeah. And pow and tow and pow was like yeah. all over the place, and yeah. I just couldn't concentrate on liking this game. And I like one of the games that's kind of exactly like that. Yeah. Simon. Oh. I love Simon. Mm. So like. I like memory games, but I didn't like, and I, and I see that they tried to go with Bop It Extreme. They try to make it kind of round, kind yeah. of like Simon, where you could hold it like a steering wheel, like you're saying, but you have to do all these different things, like spin it, bop it, pull it, twist it, quag it. Like, it just got <laughs> annoying for me. Quag it just got annoying. Like, again, I used to, I did play it like you did, yeah. but I... Uh, I literally was just like, as it was doing it, and it was like, bop it, blah, blah, whatever. And I was like, throw it and break it should have been the next command. Because like, unlike Simon, which we'll get to Simon, it's memory, but it's hand-eye coordination. But you're not memorizing a pattern. It, the thing is just screaming at you, and you mm-hmm. do what it screams at you. So it's like, bop it. It's like, oh, okay. And, it, you know, and if you don't get it, it makes a terrible sound. And then it starts over again. And it's just like, oh my God. Yeah, you're right. You know what? It's, I don't remember it being the memory part. It's like, doesn't it just get faster that you have to constantly, like, do it after it says, like, so it's like, bop it, twist it, bop it, twist it, twist it, twist Like, it like just starts. Yeah, I don't know. It starts like short circuiting. Yeah. (laughs) It's, bro. I I hate this thing. Yeah. I hate it. These, these are going to be quick because yeah. I can't. There's how much <laughs> yeah. more we're going to say I hate it. So, yeah, people, just understand, this, this is going to be a quick one. This is going to be a quick episode. <laughs> yeah, this is Three Musketeers bad. We got to get to the point here. This game sucks. If you like Bop It, let us know and tell us why you even liked it because I, something might be wrong with you. You might be the same person that says Rocky Four sucks, Steve yeah. Herrera. You know what? No, this is bad. in that line. It doesn't do anything for me. No, bad. Totally bad. Doesn't even get nostalgic. nostalgic for me. No, I hate it. It's totally not, not nostalgic. Should the game just put it to rest? Yeah. Put it to rest. And one of the All right, next one, Dan. Bury it. I'm going to move on. <laughs> bury it. Put it away. Put it in the closet. Put her in the bathroom. Burn. All right. Wooden Labyrinth. Now, you had this game? <laughs> okay. So I had this because, of course... I had it. My dad is a weirdo, and I don't know where he got it, if he found it or something, because, you know, I also had a foosball table, which he found on the street and brought into the to the house. So maybe he found it. But I did have this. Perfect. Um, and it was such a weird game because it's a maze that has a marble, and there's these knobs on either side of it, like all four sides of this cube box. And you're trying to, like, tilt the landscape that the marble's on in order to move the marble around these like holes to get to the end of the maze that that is the thing yeah really okay so this game should have been a carnival game because this (laughs) game would make a lot of money there were a lot of holes yes the maze was great yeah i see people who tried to do two balls at once it was hard enough to get one ball yeah, this guy in the video is doing two balls, so obviously he's an expert expert at labyrinth. Or so there's two things you have to also remember with this: you have to 
make sure your labyrinth is cor- correctly like calibrated yeah. and that things haven't gotten loose or else it, it even adds a, a whole other level to the game. Yeah. So like your point was that you have to go around this maze and you have to follow one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. You have to pass all these holes. It's yeah. not like you can like skip and go to another hole, no. like skip and go to another spot and just skip the whole board. No, you have to go through a certain path. It was full concentration. Now, did you ever get it? No, of course not. No, I don't I ever remember been... winning, but I remember getting pretty far and then like wanting to throw this thing when like <laughs> you get to like, you know, there's, if I look, yeah, it's 60, there's 60 holes. So you got to get to 60. Imagine getting to like 55 and dropping the ball. Dude, I'm watching this guy do the two ball one. Yeah. I hate this guy already. Yeah. Because you No, this guy has pure concentration. This is. Like he left one ball this, this, and he's then he got, brought the other one. Yeah, it's it's pure balance. It's pure patience. I don't Dan, I'm going to be like my dad and say a dad joke. I'm not a doctor. I don't have patience. <laughs> <laughs> how did he do that oh dude i hate this guy this guy wow. look at this thing he's at 35 right now wow the bulls are both on the other side of each other and he's able to do this i, I mean this I game mean, come on i will say is really well developed do you know what i mean it's like and it's not complicated to create like they didn't like it's it's a wooden game it's very tr- classic and, and stuff like that and it's it's hard. Like I'm trying to think. Like Bop it, I don't like. You know what I mean? And it, I don't think it was good. Even if like someone tried to say they like Bop it, I don't think it was a good thing anyway. It sucked as a concept. This, mm-hmm. on the other hand, even if I wasn't good at it, which I wasn't, even if I said I hated it for some reason, the concept is really awesome. And yes. actually, it's like I don't know. It's hard to think. Like it's, it's really gonna. You know, thinking about it passing the nostalgia test, I'm really like, my God, this guy is a genius. No, this guy's great. Everyone who's listening to this right now, you need to go uh, on, click on the link that Dan puts into the website yeah. um, and, the, and the bio of this because you need to watch this guy do two balls <laughs> through Labyrinth because it's mesmerizing to watch the fact that this happens. What, what's great about this game too is that it had the numbers, right? Because you always wanted to beat your number. Like, oh, I was able to get to number 16 that time. Now I got to go and, and get further. There was always a, a competition yeah. in its own right. This guy is killing it. But I agree, Dan. I think the game, I never won the game. Never. But I never hated it because of that. Yeah. I thought it was greatly challenging. It was almost meditative. Yeah. It's like Tetris. Right? Like, Dan, guys, Dan is not, Dan not is not even paying attention to what I'm saying because <laughs> he's mesmerized by this guy who has, who is about to finish yeah. and win. Are you at the point where he's, he's got he, the two ones at the one end? One ball is basically just went right in. Oh, I got it. He, he completes it. What I thought was great about it is like, it is classic. Like, it's a simple game. Yeah. Yeah. It's a simple solo game yeah. you could play against each other because you could be like beat my score right. there was a score right. how far did you get well i got to 16 
I got to 25. Yeah. I got to 50, you know, so. I can see it's also becoming it's, some sort of drinking game. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> it's a great game. I like this game. Do you have any facts on Labyrinth? The classic wooden labyrinth game uh, has challenged and fascinated players of all ages ever since it was introduced in 1946. In fact, this Brio labyrinth game that I'm looking at right now on the website um, has sold over 3 million uh, copies worldwide. So since so this has been around since 1946. And that's really all I think I need to know. That's it. This game is classic. Yeah. Everyone, I'm saying it passes the test. Yeah. It's, it's, it would, if I bought it today for my family, we'd have a great time playing it. Oh, I think if I had this at home right now, I'd be playing it. I, it passes the nostalgia test. It's so weird that I'm saying that because uh, when I, when we originally made this list, I was like, no, that thing's going to, that fuck that thing. But I think to me, it, it's a well made game. It's like uh, challenging where Bop It is just like some maniac screaming in your face. Yeah. I hate that thing. No, and it's quiet, you know, like you could play it. And like I said, it's meditative, takes a lot of patience and concentration. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. Now, what do you got? I'm going to say the stupid, ridiculous, I guess you want to call it waterfall game. I don't know what to call this thing. I have, I'm bringing the link up that I sent you. Somebody calls this. The waterfall ring toss. Yeah, for yeah, there's a waterfall ring tor- toss. Tommy waterfall ring toss, and we're watching some sort of like thing. So I'm gonna try to look it up, but why don't you explain to the audience what we're looking at? <laughs> it's okay. So, so it is called the Tommy waterfall ring toss. So what we're looking at is an apparatus that is pla- it's a plastic red and clear apparatus that has plastic rings inside of it with two, I would say, hooks or spikes in the middle of it, and you fill it up with water. Without water, it's just a a container that holds plastic rings. Nothing happens after that. Now, on the bottom is a white button that shoots air or shoots the water, like it squirts the water against the rings so that you have to then get the rings on the spikes that are set kind of not that far away from the spike but like (laughs) there's two of them so like this game is mindless it's so okay dumb the game is mindless it is the first video game ever without electronics in my opinion like what do you do with this game now i get it this is good to keep like a five-year-old busy yes right yeah yeah oh maybe we're calling it it's waterfall waterfall that's what it's called waterfall waterfalls oh waterfall ring toss who gives a shit now what i don't like is that there's no rhyme or reason to the colors of the rings no right i guess just to make it like look good right because like it would make sense if you're saying like you have to get only red rings in. Like, I guess you could start challenging yourself and like doing that. Yeah. Right. Right. And like the game is endless because all you need is water. There's no batteries. Nothing. You know, you're just spitting, you know, you're that button causes you to the rings to get tossed in the, in the water. 
and they go down on the spikes. What happens? What do you do? You just press air. Does it? It's just a waste. I mean, it's a time suck like anything else. But this is the worst time suck of all time. Like, because I had this. Okay. I had this. Everyone, Um, I think I had this too. Yeah. I also had the one with the little baskets that had like the balls and you have to get the balls in the basket. For some reason, that was more fun. Yeah. Because then you could like, I think because then you could keep score. Right, right. Well, you can keep, uh, yeah. I guess the way to keep score on this is like beat your time. Yeah. How many rings did you get up there and the amount of time or whatever, right? Like you got to set up the whole environment for it. Like if you don't, then it's just like endless of just like, okay, okay. Like you got to be like, all right, how many rings can get in like 30 seconds? And then you have to go, right? But like other than that, it's just water and a piece of plastic and air. Just like, I mean, it's like, it's horrible. I hate this thing. I, you hate this thing. I, 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 I almost is, I'm, I'm, I'm almost looking at this as like, it's making you be more imaginative. It, that's not even a fucking word. I don't even know. It, it makes you come up with the game on your own. <laughs> but it's providing something. It's supposed to provide the game. It's like giving someone a bag of like wood and rocks and be like, here, make a game. Oh, you know what? You know, I forgot that there was a trap where like the rings would go and would you wouldn't be able to flip them up again. So like that was the other part of the game. Like so there was actually there was some strategic part to this game. Like there's a part on the ramp where like it's like a cliff dive that the the rings go into. So then you get less rings to go on your hook. So you basically could play for like how many rings can you get on? So I mean, the thing is this again, like I feel like what's funny about looking at some of these things is like without being an adult, this the thing that can make this fun, and this is just I guess shows like it's my, drinking. What's wrong, yeah, what's wrong with me is that like this is could be a drinking game. But because but as a kid, like I mean, when I had this, I, I don't I don't know. I look at this and I'm just like, I would break this in two seconds. You know what I mean? Because like, yeah. I, I, and I would walk away from it probably really quickly. Wow. This guy takes it apart and everything. 1976 waterfall. And that's supposed to be like a play on. Waterfall. Yeah. I mean, don't go chasing waterfalls. <laughs> don't go chasing waterfalls. Just stick oh. to the Simons like you're used to. Oh God! And there's like a bunch of them. There's like the basketball one. I mean, the basketball one wasn't that bad, bro. Because you could keep score. I get what you're saying about the rings, but like, I guess the frustration would be if you got it on the cliffhanger. I guess. But I don't know. I thought that part was just broken. I would say that this is nostalgic, as in like, as a child, I remember wasting a lot of time with it. Mm-hmm. But I would never play this again. Like. Oh. If you had gave this to me now, I'd be like, I'd press it twice and be like, yeah, this is not happening. Like, what what am I doing here? Like, I could just go play beer pong if I want to make it a drinking game. <laughs> I'm saying this is bad. I'm sorry. I'm not even saying it's nostalgic. I looked oh, at wow. it. I felt no feelings. I felt frustration. Um, and I think I also felt a little anger. I don't know why. I just anger. was like, I don't like this. And... It was one of those things that I think when I was was given to play with, that I was like, 
this no one put any thought into this like you just don't want me around right now so you gave me some like half-assed thing that isn't a video game but kind of feels like a video game in my hands and now i have to go play with this okay <laughs> dan doesn't like this game no dan does not like waterfall ring toss need to remind everybody if you're listening and you have yet to subscribe please subscribe to the podcast like share uh, follow us on instagram and on facebook twitter uh comment let us know uh what you would like us to test and uh let us know if you agree with all the other tests yeah yeah i think you should definitely agree with me on a waterfall it sucks if you love this podcast and your sponsor <laughs> out there we you want to tip me yeah, you can email us at the nostalgia test at gmail.com. That's right. So, the next two ones, which one is it going to be a toss up of which one? What are we going to do? Dude, I feel like I have a lot of hate for a lot of this. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to say let's do Rubik's Cube. I fucking hate this thing. I'm going to tell you the 1980s Rubik's Cube commercial <laughs> is terrible. Okay. Dude. I okay, yeah. Is it supposed to be making it like Benjamin Franklin was playing with Rubik's Cube? No, it's like Isaac Newton. Oh, yeah, 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 Newton. And then the judge. So they got all these smart people playing with this Rubik's Cube. It's apparently a waste of time. The baseball player, like, dude, I remember. Did you have a Rubik's Cube? Yeah, of course I had a Rubik's Cube. I feel like everyone had a Rubik's Cube and I just, or maybe I'm wrong. Did you ever like, solve it? No, I never solved a Rubik's Cube, um, which I guess I've been spelling incorrectly my entire life. Oh my God. So it's, give me the facts before I go into how I feel about this thing. So here we are, Rubik's Cube. So the Rubik's Cube <clears throat> is a 3D combination puzzle invented in 1974 by Hungarian sculptor and professor of architecture, Erno Rubik, originally called the Magic Cube. The puzzle was licensed by Rubik to be sold by Ideal Toy Corp. in 1980 via businessman Tibor Lasky, um, Lakzi and Seven Towns founder Tom Krem- Kremer. Rubik's Cube won the 1980 German Game of the Year Special Award for Best Puzzle. As of January 2009, 350 million cubes had been sold worldwide, making it the world's top-selling puzzle game. It is widely considered to be the world's best-selling toy. Okay. Okay. That is crazy. First of all, do you know that there is a Netflix special on people who go to competitions, kids who do this one-handed, and they're timed? And it's insane to watch people solve this that quickly because I had this toy. Or puzzle. And I like I said, I like puzzles. Mm-hmm. I've never been able to sit and actually solve this this puzzle. Dude, I again I had a Rubik's Cube. I played with this Rubik's Cube. I then tried to get like sometimes like, all right, I got one side. Awesome. Then I'm like, great. But now I have to ruin that side to get to the other side. Like, what, what the fuck? And then I was like, the hell with this thing. And I like walked away from it. The allure of the Rubik's Cube, the, the statement of the Rubik's Cube. I mean, it's everywhere. You talk about the 80s. Mm-hmm. Th- there's a poster with the 80s. Rubik's Cube is on it. I mean, yeah. there's people who are covering bands. It's called Rubik's Cube. I mean, like, 
Yeah. That this is the statement of the 80s, right? Oh, yeah. You, you know, if there was going to be an art piece, this was an art piece. So, oh, like, yeah. you know, Nintendo GameCube tried to kind of play off of that. <laughs> so, Hellraiser, that thing in Hellraiser, if you ever saw yeah. that. Totally so, like, it was a phenomenon. I don't know if I like the game. I don't understand why it was a phenomenon. I guess because, like, once you solved it, you were awesome or. You know, then like you could how quickly can you solve it and how many moves can you solve the Rubik's Cube? But I just a part of me was just like, what's keeping me from just taking the stickers off this thing and just putting them all together? And say like, I solved I mean, it. that itself is a puzzle solve, right? But I mean, didn't I solve it? Isn't that the quickest way to solve the Rubik's Cube? Sure. Take the stickers off and put it. I mean, does that doesn't that make me smarter than everyone else? It's like stop wasting time and just do <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah, it's like, oh, how'd you solve it? Bro, stickers come right off, stick them right back on. Done. That's right. I'm out of here. Boom. I mean, they should make a magnet Rubik's Cube where you just like, it's like magnet stickers and you can oh. just move it around. <laughs> yeah, I mean, dude, like I said, there's a Netflix special on like kids. It's almost like, you know, like how spelling bee is a big thing and like yeah. that age group and like this, this kid with um was on the spectrum actually becomes, mm. this is like, it works with him. Like yeah. you can figure out the algorithm really quickly because like I guess works in that way. his yeah. gift that he has, mm. that his mind can work with that. Mm. He did. He's talking to people and he's going like this with his hands, two hands and he's solving these things. Wow. Like, and he's picking up whatever. It doesn't matter what form it's in or whatever. And he, he's solving it. Wow. And I'm just like, I'm in awe of the game. I just can't do it no i can't do this i can't but but see that's the thing so the labyrinth i can't do either but it passes the nostalgia test now the rubik's cube i can't do i would just say for me the rubik's cube is just nostalgic i look at it it's an artifact of the 80s like it's like a portal like i feel like it would open up a portal to the 80s and i would walk through it and that's where i would go somewhere like you know stereotypically 80s I, you know, I just don't see myself ever wanting to purchase a Rubik's Cube and want to play it. If I had one right now, I probably would have played it, you know, for a little bit and then been like, I, I, I'm not playing this. And just then put it, it would just become part of my desk and it just sit there like a paperweight. Huh. Or I would have taken a picture of it and posted it on our Instagram account at the Nostalgia Test on Instagram. Yeah, I mean, I agree. At the Nostalgia Test Instagram. Um, hashtag Nostalgia Test Podcast. Um, but shameless plug, but yeah, I think I have to go with you that I, I, it's definitely nostalgic. It's definitely, I mean, there's no question about it. It's eighties icon. Yeah. Um, I mean, how do you say if it passes the test? It's a puzzle that could last forever. Yeah. I don't think it necessarily passes the nostalgia test for me. No. Like just because I agree, I would have picked it up and I do sometimes struggle with buying this. Like, oh, do I want to give it to my niece? Like, I just bought a bunch of puzzles from my niece for mm. Christmas. Mm. And, like, she solved this one puzzle about this bar. In the, and it was, yeah. like, a bar in a jar. And it has a nut bolt in it and a ball. And you have to get the ball out of the jar and then put everything back together. A bolted nut is in this jar. Wow. She figured it out. Wow. And then she had to put it back together and then nut the bolt back. Okay? It was crazy. It's it's like a five five star rating puzzle. Mm. I love those kind of puzzles. Yeah. But for some reason, 
I look at the Rubik's cube and I don't see it as a damn puzzle. I, and I see it just as an icon and it pisses me off and I don't even want to touch it and whether or not I want to even deal with the puzzle that it is. And I don't know why, because I like puzzles. Dude, did you ever have one like at Lithology when like people can actually come there? Did you guys have a Rubik's Cube? No, but that's a good idea. When you people guys, start are like less afraid to touch things. Yes. Yeah. That's a good idea. Have like a Rubik's Cube and like make it some sort of contest. Be like, if you solve the Rubik's Cube in under a minute. Yeah. You get a free pint. Yeah. Right. If you don't, you have to buy five more pints. <laughs> If you don't, you buy me a pipe. <laughs> if you don't, welcome to lithology where you have to follow. The, you you want a free p- a pint all all night long? Solve the Rubik's cube in a minute. If yeah. not, you have to buy everybody here a pint. Maybe it's, it should be thirty seconds. <laughs> I don't I mean, know if people could do it in a minute. Yeah, okay. I don't know, man. Maybe if someone has already solved it, maybe yeah. they can. Yeah, some asshole come in there with like having watched a YouTube video. He's like, oh, people. really? And he one hands it while he's drinking a pint. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. You have to solve it one handed while chugging uh, a beer. Got it. This episode is sponsored by Lithology Brewing Company at Farmingdale, New York. It's a nano brewery. Come down on uh, <laughs> ingredients 60% New York ingredients. <laughs> <laughs> Point. So yeah, I think the, the Rubik's Cube stays nostalgic. I mean, of course. I mean, it's a really famous toy. I just don't see myself ever wanting to buy it for myself. I would probably buy a yo-yo before a Rubik's Cube. Okay. <laughs> I like yo-yos. I would too. I would too. Yeah. Yeah. I was That's actually awesome. all right. I, I had a couple of tricks under my sleeve. With the oh yo-yo. yeah. Walk the dog. Walk the dog, and then that other one with the swing set. I almost got that, like, to wrap back. Like, I would get it to swing. Yeah. And then, like, I couldn't. No. Every I time couldn't. I had a yo-yo, it would just spin. And I was like, why is it all tangled all the time? I'm like, I hate yeah. it. But then, like, everyone's like, dude, around the world. I'm like, just swing it? Yeah, we're not swinging a yo-yo around. Like, we're going to hit someone <laughs> in the face. <laughs> just... <laughs> yo, yo. Oh, oh, my God. God. I think we're all right. here, Manny, at the last one. Oh, we're here. First of all, Woo. I know we said. No commercial review, but I have to say this commercial commercial. is phenomenal. Yeah, This commercial is like a a less futuristic crossfire. Totally. Right. It's kind of like 90s heartthrob or 80s heartthrob movie meets toy commercial. Yeah. Okay. Like dude comes in. First of all, we're talking about Simon, ladies and gentlemen. The memory game, Simon, oh. where you have to follow light patterns, lights the colors, sounds, the colors, yeah. lights and sounds. Nobody telling you bop it, strip it, do this or whatever. Strip it. <laughs> I have to say, my aunt had this game. Yeah, she had it, in, and I had this game. But my aunt had the mini one, where it's it was like as big as like the iPod eight. I would I say I have that. Yeah, and you, and you could use your thumbs, mm-hmm. bro. I love Simon. Okay, I thought I I think it's such a great game. The commercial, though, before I get further into the game, is great. Dude comes in wearing a jacket that's not he doesn't have his sleeves in his jacket, but he has his jacket over his shoulders. He pops the shoulders off. Girl grabs the jacket and he's like, are you ready to sign it? And this guy, while everybody's watching, he's freaking doing Simon. 
Yes. He's competing against Simon. It is a great commercial. He's like total dude. This guy looks like he should be in the Cobra Kai dojo. He like comes in like just like with the t- <laughs> he looks like a villain. That's the best part when I watched it. Like, so Simon's gonna defeat him, right? Like this kid's a dick. But yeah. no, he's not. He's the hero of the commercial. <laughs> dude, oh, it's God. so great. He's oh, and he like, did you see where like the girl puts the jacket back on him? Oh my god. And he god. looks back at Simon like I killed you. I killed you, you. Toy. Yeah. The second commercial that's on that that link that I sent you is yeah is even is really crazy too because it's like two people playing Simon and you know there's the kid at the end like it's intense. Yeah, and that wow. it's a lot more colors than that one. Like that one colors. takes place inside, and they all talk about more about the colors. Where the yeah. other one was really more about the sound because you didn't really see the colors that much because it was like outdoors to outdoors yeah you know. time is not an outdoor game no it's an indoor game but you but the sounds corresponded to the color yeah they were different sounds like boop 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 boop, boop. like they were different sounds yeah and you just like repeated it in your head like yeah. oh man i love simon i don't know why <laughs> you hate this game I, I didn't love say it. I hated Simon. I thought you. I thought when we mentioned it, I thought you didn't like Simon. I thought you had a problem with Simon. No, 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 no. I like Simon. Oh, okay. Oh, you no. do? Because well, I have a lot of like. There's a lot of nostalgia for me for Simon. Simon was at okay. my grandparents' house. Like whenever I went to my grandparents' house, my mom's parents, I played Simon all the time. So I was playing Simon a lot. Like, and they also had that thing. Were you a kid? Did you have this thing where you sat on this like? Uh, round plastic disc and then they had another disc that was like a wheel and you spun it and you just spun yourself in a circle. yeah you just spun around <laughs> you just spun around i had that and my grandparents and simon so i had two okay. choices get dizzy or play simon or watch you know probably knight rider or columbo on tv right yeah but like simon was like making your brain work better yeah and I, I love simon because i also had the handheld one i had that one yeah. Like you to, that one was cool. Like, I don't know. Like, if I'm picking between Simon and Rubik's Cube, I'm picking Simon all day long. Yes. All day long. Simon, oh, God. Good move. Good game. Oh, it's a great game. I do mean. They still sell it? I'm sure they do, bro. Let me see. I might have Give us the facts it. on Simon. You didn't, before I might, we. I might have to buy Simon. <laughs> I might have to buy it. Okay, Simon, here we are. Target still sells it. Shut up. Yeah. Oh For $16.79. I mean. I Let's let's hear about it. So Simon is an electronic game of memory skill invented by Ralph H. Baer and Howard J. Morrison, working for toy design firm Marvin Glass and Associates with software programming by Lenny Cope. The device creates a series of tones and lights and requires a user to repeat the sequence. If the user succeeds, the series becomes progressively uh, progressively longer and more complex. Once the user fails or the time limit runs out, the game is over. The original version was manufactured and distributed by Milton Bradley and later by Hasbro after it took over Milton Bradley. Much of the assembly language code was written by Charles Capps, who taught the computer science, taught computer science at Temple University and also wrote one of the first books on the theory of computer programming. Simon was launched in 1978 at Studio 54 in New York City and was an immediate success, becoming a pop culture symbol of the 70s and 80s. At Studio 54. That is great. They Come gave it to people God. who were who were coked out. 
That's who they gave it to. Dude, that that is the craziest fact of all time. That, That's wait, amazing. Man. All right, we're going to debut this game for kids. Where? Where are the cokeheads hanging out? Studio That's right. Four. Let's bring Simon there. Yeah, because the lights and the sound, bro. Oh, that God. I mean, it's a perfect, like, it wasn't just for kids. Everybody had this game. So in the new Simon, the 2014 Simon, so the blue was a G note, the yellow was a C note, the red was an E note, and the green was a G note, which is awesome. Wow, wow. So it was an octave higher than the blue note, though. Oh, so there was two G notes, but one was an octave higher. Wow. So, like, there went, was a lot that went into this game, into, wow. into this making of this puzzle. That's hilarious. Yeah. Dude, this other part here, in 2011, Hasbro introduced Simon Flash. In this version, the game is played with four cube-shaped electronic modules that the player must move around depending on the game mode. What? Wow. Dude, what does that look like? Oh, dude, it's literally four cubes that you, you move around. Really? That's weird. I don't know about that. But you could play like two-player on Simon, couldn't you? you can. Yeah. Well, yeah, right? Because like I think I'm pretty it sure. It was like I thought there was like a uh a way to do two player and like it would it would go back and forth. It had to. I think yeah. it had to do that. Simon wow. Flash. Interesting. You see it? Yeah. It's like these cubes you move around. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah. But hey, they were trying. I don't but I looked at the re-release Simon, it's all clear. I don't want that. If I'm gonna buy Simon, I want the original Simon, Matt Black. And uh, you know, not clear everything in matte. Oh, I'm down with that. You know, I'm I'm down to like if I would have to go to like get it on eBay, I would do that. Yeah, I'm not buying this new version of Simon. I want it look. I want the font exactly the same. It doesn't have to be fancy. I want good old fashioned Simon. But yeah, but th- I think Simon did take a lot of batteries. Uh, probably. That's why the handheld one was good. That's the thing about these games. I, I think the handwell had like a C battery in it, like a couple of C batteries. So it, it did take a lot. I mean, it was it was a computer program. Yeah, that's the thing I mean, about all these things. Like we forget how many batteries they take. Like Simon, I think took like D batteries, those gigantic ones. But how do you win in Simon? I think you just keep going until Simon gives up. Do you win? Is there a way to win? Can you beat Simon like that kid in the commercial? Yeah, I see. When so that, I can like yeah. look back at him and be like, I got you. <laughs> does it tell you like you beat me? My name is Simon. I don't think it does. Dude, this game has been in a lot of pop culture. It has and to. I, okay, here it is. The game, the player has to go through all 16 levels to beat the game. There's 16 levels. So you have to remember. So you have to remember 16 patterns. And it gets worse. And more. I mean, it gets faster. And it faster. gets faster and faster. Has anyone beat it? I'm sure people have beat it. I mean, they have had to, right? I mean, no way people didn't. How to beat Simon memory game. How to beat Simon. What happens when you beat Simon? Yeah, so people have done it. It explodes. People have done it. All right. Well, wow. It was good in, for them. Like, Stephen King like put it in his book, The Tommy Knockers. Um, in 1987, it was it, it was a uh, part of an episode. Of it's always sunny in Philadelphia. A very sunny Christmas, where Mac finds the game in his closet. Oh my God, that's one of the greatest episodes ever. In an episode of Little Miss Garner, Simon causes the title character to meet Tom Green. 
Uh, in the Family Guy episode, Perfect Castaway, Stewie plays with Simon and makes up his own song lyrics. In the American Dad um, episode, the one that got away, the family becomes addicted to the game, playing it for days, days without moving, and on and on and on. Like Simon has come up in so much pop culture. It's also had a lot of clones, meaning like I guess other games that is you know created. R two D two, Ditto Droid, a Star Wars version re- featuring R two D two sounds and Star Wars themed graphics by Tiger Electronics. That's a game. What the hell is that crap? Uh, but yeah, I mean Simon is like a solid game. Yeah, no, it's it's great. I don't think I ever played a broken one either. To me, I don't think I ever. Broke no, like the battery always, you know, that was it. So yeah. it can take a beating. It can. I think it's a great game. There's a micro series one. Like it shows you the celebration that it goes through after you, you beat it. Oh, and it just has like a bunch country. of lights and songs mm. that says you beat it. So. And then it takes you back in time. Yeah. <laughs> then you open it. It opens a portal. Yeah, that kills to uh, to only nostalgia things. Yeah, the Highlander comes out. It's just like there can be only one. It's like okay, yeah, not that serious, bro. <laughs> and speaking spell. Oh boy, I had that. Well, All right. any, it passes the nostalgia test for me. In fact, yeah, I mean I we don't even have to keep saying it. it's great. It's a great game. I'm I think I might buying it. I I might be considering buying it too. We might have to buy it. And then put it to the test again and be like, okay, after playing Simon now, what do we think? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we were wrong. Totally we were wrong. wrong. This, game this is a terrible, terrible game. Stupid. Um, Maybe it's too yeah. easy now. I don't yeah. know. I'm, I don't think it's too easy. I mean, I'm sure there's an app for it, but it's just not the same. There's just something about pressing that hard plastic, the sound that it's making, and just being close to the game, like everybody got close, and you were just like, "Shut up, shut up!" And you're just like, "I love how your memory is very similar to mine, where other people's like, we got close and we played together. Where else is like, we got close and like, shut up, just stop talking. You're ruining it. Stop talking. I got the freaking song in my head. You're distracting me." Exactly. Oh my God! Simon passes the nostalgia test. People, whoo! Here we are at the end of another great list. Let us know what you think. What are your favorite puzzle games? Visit the website, thenostalgiatest.com, and like, subscribe, sign up for the email list, suggest a test, share the podcast with people. Hit us up at the nostalgia test on Instagram and Facebook, at nostalgia test on Twitter. Shoot us an email, thenostalgiatest at gmail.com. Look, in episode 27, there's a special promise in there for Manny and I that if we reach 10,000 listens, there's going to be a special episode. But you got to help us to get there. So, Manny's right. looking at me being like, you haven't told me yet. No. I don't remember that. But, I don't. But we want to get to 10,000 listens. Join the nostalgia revolution. Uh, Manny, final thoughts, words, anything? Simon says goodnight. There you go, everybody. Good night. Have a good one. See you in the next test. Thanks for listening to today's episode. Please subscribe to the Nostalgia Test podcast to know when new episodes drop. Don't forget to leave us five stars and a positive review so more people can find the podcast. Share your thoughts and memories on today's topic on our Twitter, at Nostalgia Test, and on Instagram, at The Nostalgia Test. Tune in next time because you never know what pop culture will pop up on The Nostalgia Test.